You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. I hope all you JH girls out there are getting excited for season as it is just around the corner. And many of you who are older um, have already committed to colleges, so congratulations. Those of you who are still searching, do not give up. There's going to be stuff that will open up. It always does. So stay positive, stay in your lane, don't compare yourself to others, and keep doing the best that you can do one day at a time. All right, today's topic is three strategies of a strong recruit. Number one, do gymnastics for you. Number two, set goals. And number three, start the recruiting process with education and research and not emails. All right, so number one, do gymnastics for you. I know it sounds crazy, but so many athletes and especially gymnasts need to realize the power in doing gymnastics for themselves. You would be amazed at how many gymnasts have never realized they lose their joy because they are operating out of fear and not love for the sport and why they started in the first place. The amount of hours and starting at such a young age can create almost a robotic gymnast. Then they get into those high school years and wonder if it's all worth it and it's just not fun anymore. I have had multiple gymnasts in tears on my sessions over trying to please their coach and not being able to do this. Their self-worth and self-esteem is so low. They can't live up to their coach's desires and expectations. Gymnastics gets really hard at level 10. And they see that disappointment sometimes in their club coaches. And then the coach, some coaches yell at them and it creates this almost desire of quitting the sport. And they just look so sad when they're on my sessions and very fearful. So then I typically ask them, why do you do gymnastics? And they have no answer because they actually never thought about it that way. They've always, since they were very little, they go to gym and it's almost systematic. And then they get in, like I said, into high school and they go to school, go to gym, um, do their homework, go to bed. And they realize something's off and not right, but they don't know how to speak up and they're too afraid. So then I typically say, how about if we change the narrative in your head? What if you do gymnastics for you? 
and you can almost see like a light bulb go off. And they look at me very curious because that's all new for them, believe it or not. They've never thought about changing it up. They've only thought about how can I please my coach? How can I get better? How can I achieve a skill? How can I not make my coach yell at me? How can I not be afraid? And instead, it's like a freedom. When they think about doing it for themselves, not having those expectations over their head, and actually enjoying going in the gym and flying and feeling like this is fun again. No joke, within a week or two, they often call me back and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much just changing the reason and my why of doing gymnastics has changed my whole outlook. I'm enjoying cheering on my teammates. They're enjoying it more too. And one team even told me the entire level 10 group was so different now because the one girl who I'd spoke to on their team who was the leader changed her whole perspective. And it just had like a trickle down effect on the whole team. So that's number one. Number two, the second thing strategy of a strong recruit is to set goals. And right now is a great time to do it. So if you have a journal or a notebook at home, JH girls, I want you to get it out tonight and I want you to start writing down your goals. Now, most gymnasts, if you say, what's your goal? They'll say, to make it to nationals, <laughs> which is great. And the high school years, that's just fine. But that doesn't work to just have one big goal like that. You have to break it up into small goals and weekly goals and daily goals. And that's called setting smart goals. So not only do you have to write them all down because 20%, you're more um, likely if you write them down to achieve them 20% more than if you don't write them down. You don't have to say it out loud, they say, statistically, but the studies show you are 20 to 30% more likely to achieve your goals if you write them down. So I wanna encourage you, get out a journal, write these down and break it into daily goals, weekly goals, and then monthly goals, and then of course your long-term goals. Many gymnasts or athletes fear setting goals because they do not want to not reach them because that would mean they're failing. I was recently at a club in New York and I spoke on this topic. I told a story of how I had set one of my biggest goals and did not reach it. So I'm gonna share that with you today. I hope you, you all will find it encouraging, not only as an athlete, but as a parent. So back when I was a gymnast, I trained elite for most of my career. I was elite for most of my career. And there were three other, three to four other girls in my group who were also training elite. We all, um, most of us qualified, at least three others. So there's four of us from my club that competed at Championships of USA. Um, so we all had qualified to that. And then our next goal was to compete at that meet and hit the top 10 all around because the top 10 girls after the Championships of USA back then when we were elite were chosen to go represent USA over in Europe and compete over there. 
so that was on our mind. That's what we were shooting for. And we, are, we were all actually very capable. There was one girl in our group too, who was an Olympian already. So it was pretty challenging group to work out with every single day. And we were all on this path. So I had set my goal. I wanted to be top 10. So I, I started out on floor. It was my first event. I did my first tumbling pass. And I felt my ankle turn under when I punched off the floor. And it just kind of went numb. I landed um, my double back and I just kept going. And I finished my floor routine and a doctor came over and took a look at it. And he said, I can tape you up because he could tell it was a sprained, a severely sprained ankle, but I could finish the meet. So I was so glad. So I did all four events and the meet was over and they were announcing the top 10 girls. And guess what I finished? 11th. <laughs> so I knew I needed to wait, but I was, I was in tears. I was feeling the tears coming, but I stood by and I watched the rest of my teammates all make the top 10, except me. They all got their trophies. They all got their new leotards. They were given their new warmups. They were standing up on the stage. They got their flowers and they were given their travel assignments. I could not hold it together. I remember walking out of the gym and just falling apart in this hallway. And I was just walking by myself in this hallway. And as I was walking, um, I felt somebody tap me on the shoulder. I turned around and it was my dad and he didn't say a word. Now he may have said some things, but what I remember most was that he was there for me and he walked with me in that hallway. And my dad was a very successful businessman in Orange County, California. He was also um, had a race racing team, so he understood sports, race cars at, the, at a high level. And he could have said a whole lot of things to me at that point. And I don't remember anything. All I remember was crying and he walked with me. I want what I wanted to convey to the girls that I spoke to in New York this last week was what I learned through not achieving my dream, my goal, my highest goal. Because I don't want any gymnasts, any JH girls to not set goals. I think setting goals get you through the hard, tough days. I think setting goals, we learn so much about ourselves. I think setting goals keep us really focused. Um, when we're struggling with our own coaches and we're struggling with our injuries and we're struggling with the pressure goals can personal goals that you write down in a journal can make all the difference in pushing you through to get you past some of those speed bumps that come up and so what i learned was for the parent that you don't have to have all the answers that sometimes you just need to walk with your athlete and you just need to be there Okay, so that's one thing I want to convey to all you JH parents out there. It's, it's heartbreaking to see your athlete set a goal and not be able to achieve it and not achieve it and see them heartbroken. It's really hard to watch your kids go through that. But 
those are some of the best learning moments in their life. So if we take it all away from them and don't let them hurt or have that kind of pain, they're not going to learn some of the most beautiful life skills that they could take with them off to college and for the rest of their lives. So what did I learn by not achieving my big goal that year? One, I learned who loved me unconditionally. I don't remember my coaches coming up to me. I'm sure they did. I don't remember even my teammates who were getting all their awards and flowers and things. You know, I'm sure they were kind to me. But what I remember most was that my dad was there for me. My mom too, but my dad walked with me unconditionally in that hallway, didn't have to say a word. Number two, I learned that even when we don't achieve our goals, we can get back up and set more goals, you know, afterwards. And number three, I learned empathy. You know, I didn't know I was going to go on after high school years of being elite to become a college coach. No idea that I was ever going to get in coaching. But that experience taught me what it's like to be, you know, at a high level meet, not achieve what I thought was so important, my goal, um, and what that feels like. So then when I went on to become a college coach, I had so much sincere empathy for the years and years of athletes that I coached when we didn't achieve our goals as a team. I know what that felt like, the pain, the frustration, um, and just seeing other people get what they wanted and that life just isn't there sometimes. You just don't always, it doesn't always go the way you want. So it, those are three amazing things that it taught me and that I took with me um, throughout the rest of my um, years in life, but also especially in coaching, which I never knew that was going to happen. And it's also given me empathy for all of you JH girls. So would I trade it? Never. I mean, no way, because these are the life skills I needed. All right, so now is the time, girls. Go get out a journal tonight. Start setting your goals. Set big goals. Set your dreams and goals high. And also be as realistic as you can by setting those shorter type of goals on how you're going to get to the big goal. Number three, start with education, research, and not emailing college coaches. Yep, you heard it right. Do not start with emailing. That's what everybody thinks they're supposed to do, is send out your information to the college coaches. But in order to be a strong recruit, what you need to realize and a strong JH parent is that emailing is not the first thing you wanna do when you start the recruiting process. And that is how I developed JH Consulting, not based on starting with emailing. Most gymnasts and parents do not know a whole lot about the teams, universities, the culture of the team, the level of skills and comparisons. So when you tell your gymnast to send out emails and they get crickets, it's tough, okay? So often they are, you're having them send to the wrong level of the team and you're attending the wrong camps and you're spending a ton of money on travel and time away from the gym. Instead, what you wanna do is start with 
learning, research, and education. And then pick the right schools to target and then start the outreach where you send out emails. Save yourself a lot of time and money and heartache. Um, because not hearing back from college coaches because you sent out the emails at the wrong time or to the wrong coaches is no fun. And it impacts your athlete's heart and mind mentally. So don't focus on FOMO, the fear of missing out. Instead, head into recruiting with confidence that you are doing the foundational work first. And that's basically what we do here at J Hicks Consulting. So those are the three strategies that I would highly recommend. So let's review them. Number one, do gymnastics for yourself. Number two, set goals. Number three, start with education and research and not emailing college coaches. All right. So if you're interested in having an, an advisor who has a ton of experience in helping gymnasts and athletes get recruited to college, you're more than welcome to go to the website, jhicksconsulting.com, click on get started, fill out the forms page, and one of our advisors will give you a call with all the details of how um, JH Consulting works. So make it a great day, make it a great practice, and don't forget to get out your journals or something that you could write in and um, start setting those goals. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.